Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins, and I'm so excited to have you again on another episode today. And I'm so excited again to be with you listeners today because I have a great guest that's going to be with us today, and she's an intuitive business coach, and her name is Lenita Mitchell-Blackwell. And we're going to talk about something that I know that will bless each and every one of you, and that's talking about living your life on fire. And so before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit about Lenita. Lenita leads her clients to live a life of peace, joy, and fulfillment by living life on fire. In addition to building an award-winning law firm and publishing house, Lenita is a number one best-selling author, CPA, and an ordained New Thought minister. Based on her newest book, Lenita loves to share the formula for an ultimate life of peace, joy, and fulfillment. Thank you for being a part of the podcast today, Lenita. How are you? I am doing great. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I am doing well, and I'm just so glad to have you on the episode today. So just let the listeners know a little bit more about yourself that I hadn't mentioned. So as you did mention, I am Lanita Mitchell Blackwell, the intuitive business coach. I am also a practicing attorney. I have had my (laughs) firm almost 17 years. Wow. Uh, Yes, I am a mom (laughs) and the wife of an awesome pastor. And I love helping people to build a life that is full of peace, joy, and fulfillment. Tiffany, I truly do. You know what? And I'm just so excited to get into this because I, I know this is so important because sometimes we can get so busy and boggled down with so many things in life that we forget to live life on fire and to be able to enjoy life and have success because oftentimes we don't take the time to slow down. And so that's why I'm glad to just have you on today, just to begin to talk to the listeners about that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's one of those things we have been um, led by very well-meaning people in our lives to pursue perfection at mm-hmm. work in our personal lives as well. And we have to come to a place where we realize that perfection is not what we want. We want excellence. And the difference between the two, Tiffany, is that perfection is checking off someone else's to-do list. Mm. We were taught to do well in school, to get out there and get good jobs, build a life that someone else said was the epitome of success, a house, a family, money, cars, etc. But do we really ever sit down and take stock to see if that's what we want for ourselves and see that's the shift to excellence. And excellence is always aligned with our purpose because That's our checklist. And it's going to change through our lifetime 
because what was excellent in our 20s is not going to be excellent in our 40s. Well, okay, it shouldn't be. Let me say that. <laughs> right, it shouldn't be. Right. <laughs> yes, it shouldn't be. <laughs> yes, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, and I think that's something that we need to recognize. And I love the way you put that perfection versus excellence, because a lot of times we are um, living up to what others expect us to what we see as prospering or see as successful and going forward and really not looking back and taking time for ourselves. You know, I'm in full-time ministry. So often um, there's a lot of people that depend upon me. There's a lot of people that have, you know, questions. And a lot of times often you're giving a whole lot of yourself without um, being able to take that time to put a pour back into yourself. Therefore you burn out and so on and so forth. And so I had decided this year for my birthday, next month that I was going to get to the point of where I just celebrate me and you know that's not selfish but if you don't take care of yourself how can you take care of someone else you know that's exactly (laughs) right and everybody at this point has probably been on a plane at least once what does the flight attendant say put on your mask first Mm -hmm. and then you can help somebody else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yet we're out here believing that if we run ourselves ragged then we are doing the work of the kingdom and that is not (laughs) true (laughs) it's just not (laughs) that is so true that is so true so you know today we are talking about uh, we're discussing live life on fire we're talking about your live life on fire formula and i wanted to start off asking a question why more than a third of the people unhappy with their lives so a third of people that we go to work with church with are volunteering in these awesome organizations with tiffany they are not happy because they are trying to keep up with the joneses Mm -hmm. and they don't even realize that the joneses are trying to keep up with the jacksons (laughs) (laughs) everybody that we see is trying to emulate someone else's life Mm-hmm. And you are always going to be unhappy because you never measure up because that's not your stick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That is so true. So how, and, you know, just talking about that, um, before we even go a little further, tell us about your live life on fire formula. Absolutely. So there are five parts to it and I call it the blueprint, right? Mm-hmm. So the first part And in the entire book, Live Life on Fire, is set up this way. And it was given to me through a divine download straight from God's mouth. And it's broken up into these parts. And the first is to breathe. How many of us don't take time to just pause and take a deep breath and appreciate where we are right now? I can say that it took me a long time and working with various coaches to get to that place where my mind was not always racing, wondering about what's happening tomorrow, what's coming up next. Mm -hmm. What about now? Because Tiffany, if now is not good, there will be no tomorrow. There is no plan that is going to fix now if we don't focus on it. And Mm -hmm. a good example of that is your health. Mm -hmm. I had stage four endometriosis and I was battling for my life and all the plans that I had for my businesses, for my family, they were in limbo until I got my health straightened out. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing we have to learn to breathe and take in now. 
The second thing is that we have to learn how to be silent. We are taught to always go, 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 and always Mm -hmm. be ready with Mm -hmm. a response, right? Right, right. And, And I have seen people who encourage folks to say something, even if they know it is incorrect, if they have not Mm -hmm. verified the information, Mm -hmm. even if they know it's going to cause confusion and dismay. I have seen people coach other people to say something, anything. Mm. Whereas silence, silence indicates wisdom. Silence indicates maturity. And it also gives you a chance to regroup and to rest. We have to get to a place where we embrace silence. We don't have to always be on the go. We don't have to be everywhere. Tiffany, I used to be the type of person I would go to five or six events in the same day Mm, mm. and wondered why I was tired. Right. Really? Right. Now I focus and you're going to get maybe one or two. And, and, and if it's more than that, it's something exceptional going on, but mm-hmm. normally it's, it's one or two. And I really do try to pick just one because I have to have that time for silence so I can hear God talking to me about what will happen next because I've taken care of now and was silent. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's so important um, that we do that. I had to get myself to a point of that it was well, Anita, because, you know, I was taking on so many things that mm-hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't continue to do this because it will af- like affect your health, like yes. what you were talking about. Because if you don't deal with rest, if you don't deal with taking time for you, it will affect you on the inside. You may look like you're good on the outside, but it it will take a toll on your body on the inside. And so I had to make a decision to um, say that I'm going to include in my calendar because I live by my calendar. (laughs) And so (laughs) I decided to put in my calendar, do nothing time. So, you know, if somebody said, well, do you have something? I do have something on the schedule. That's my do nothing time because I have to put that time in there. So to make sure that I'm getting the rest that I need. So I love what you said about that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it is so good to hear a woman in ministry say Mm -hmm. that because I have watched my husband's colleagues run themselves into the ground, be twice as good to get half as much and keep on going. I'm like, wait, let's pause and recalibrate here. Right, right. (laughs) You have children depending on you, girl, you know? Uh uh Yes. And then the next thing is we have to learn to meditate. And the way that I was taught is that there are two parts of this. So there's prayer and meditation where prayer is us talking to God and meditation is listening to what he has to say. And then there's the implementation so that you're actually doing what you heard Mm -hmm. and you have to do all three parts. My grandma used to say, you have two ears and one mouth, so you should do twice as much listening as you do talking. (laughs) Right, right. But then she was also a woman of great action. She was a first lady herself and founded several women's missionary society groups. And so she was big about philanthropy and being out in the community, but she did both. I watched her get up early in the morning and I watched her pray out loud, but then I also watched her sit then quietly for long spells. And I knew she was listening to see what was the next step. If there was one at all, because 
you know, Tiffany, we don't like to hear this, but sometimes there are things that are not going to get done at all. And if they do, they will not be done by us. But that is also in order. And once we realize and take ourselves out, remove the ego, right? The feelings, Mm -hmm. the wanting to be the savior, remove the cape, super ladies, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it gives everybody an opportunity to be great. The same God that created you, created me. We have the same access to him and we were all given a mission, a vision and a purpose to work. Mm -hmm. Always got on my cape. And I'm always in the way. You never get the opportunity to do what you were sent here to do. And then I'm tired and mad. Right, right. But I'm the one who put on the game. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right? That's Um, so true. Yeah. And then we have to learn to live and flow. And that is the part of it. To realize that we are all here working together. We're all doing the best we can with what we have. And once we get there, we can live in all of our lives and truly be in a place of joy so that no matter what is going on, we have a deep and eternal fountain of joy in our souls. And no matter what is going on outside in the world, in our family, sometimes we can tap into that reservoir and remember something that we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. So that is the live life on fire blueprint. That's it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And that's so good. And it's so important too, when I was, when, while you were talking, you know, that one of the things that we have to recognize is that we have to appreciate who we are as a person and not try to compete with what the others are doing because God created us in our own individuality. And when we begin to do those steps, those formulas that you said, it takes time and we begin to really value who God created us to be versus mm-hmm. trying to live out what others, um, or what we think others think we should be or what we feel like we should be. We should focus on what God said about us and to to get to know us as a person individually um, and just take that time to breathe. When you're talking about breathing, breathing gives you that time to really self-evaluate. And I love that about what your grandmother did. You know, she prayed, but then she sat for a while and just listened. And a lot of times in prayer, we're bombarding God with so many requests and demands. But But I tell the people all the time, but do we really, once we bring those requests to the Lord, do we just really sit down and just worship him and just wait and listen? um to what he is saying because a lot of times he wants to speak but we're still talking like you said earlier (laughs) that's right that's exactly right yes so you know you state on your formula that a life on fire begins with defining your own parameters for success Mm -hmm. you know what is one of the ways to define our parameters for success absolutely first to realize that you have the power to do that Many of us, even once we are in adulthood, we're still looking to our parents and the things that we were taught about what our limitations were, what our strengths were. And we have to put those things to the side. The word says that you put childish things to the side. And that's Mm -hmm. one of those things. Mm -hmm. And so once you realize that you now have the power and authority to do so, you then go in wisdom and ask God, So what am I supposed to do with all of this that you have given me? And what he responded to me 
was the first thing I needed to enumerate what my skills, gifts, and talents were and related to that to understand that they were going to grow from there. Because when we come into this world as babies, there are things that we have the potential to do, but through our experiences, we grow and we develop expertise, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And we have to understand that that expertise will continue until the time we close our eyes and go on and transition. There mm-hmm. is no stopping. Um, I, I encourage people all the time, particularly when they're on these jobs, you get a good job and you learn it, you work it and you don't want to leave, but nobody came here to stay. Right. <laughs> nobody came here to stay. And it's not to say that you jump in and quit your job. Y'all don't be foolish. Don't go out and <laughs> Please, quit your no. job. Right. <laughs> Everybody got to pay the bills. What I'm saying is there should be things that are going on concurrently so that most, if not all of you are what we would call dualpreneurs. Uh, business person, Shay Brown, who is an awesome coach, he came up with that term. And it means that you have your nine to five. I have one too, my law firm, right? Mm-hmm. But then there are the things that you've been called to do. And that is you as the artist. That is you as the content creator. That's you as the web designer. That's you as the caregiver. These are things that you have been specifically gifted with because you have not just the natural aptitude, but the attitude to do them well. And it is totally and completely right and meet to do so for you to charge for those services. You don't have to go crazy, but it's good for you to have multiple streams of income and that's how you build them. Yeah. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so good. You know, you have to capitalize on your gifts. Yes. Um, like you said, you don't go overboard on it, but um, that's what God created us for as well. You know, we say, Lord, I don't have enough or Lord, this and the other, but the gifts and talents that he has given us, it gives us the ability to create wealth if we follow what he's placed on the inside of us. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so I think it's so important that we um, allow the Holy Spirit to use us to be able to give us a plan. And part of that is through prayer, stopping and listening and doing what he's already unctioned us to do and what we feel and know that he has placed on the inside of us. But in your formula, um, you also state that 90% of success comes from planning. I'm a life coach as well. And I talk uh, to my clients about the necessity of planning. So how does having a plan benefit one? So first I have to give credit for where that came from. My sweet mama. My mom always used to say 90% of it, whatever it is, is in the planning. And the way that it's going to dictate your success is that you have taken the time to come up with an idea that makes your heart sing. You have taken it to the Lord to ensure that not only is it a good one, but it's good for you. So it is consistent with why you were placed here on this earth. Then as you share it with your trusted counsel, because we have friends and neighbors and family members who we know they are ready to march to war for us. Mm-hmm. That's the trusted advice. And we have placed that in front of our trusted counsel to get buy-in and support. And then we are ready to come up with how this is going to be executed. So the moment we hit the ground, we can run. But until we've done those things, we've not done adequate planning. And so we are not prepared for the success that is to come. 
And mm-hmm. I need to be very clear about the word success in this connotation, because success is what has allowed your soul to grow, expand, and for your relationship with God to become stronger. So that may not be that you built a KFC out of the famous recipe from your mama's kitchen. It might be that you started one shop and y'all did well. And for whatever reason, you decided after a few years, this was not what you wanted anymore. But that situation, the struggle, the trials, the triumphs of starting that business brought you closer to the Lord so that the next time you went out there, you could become pinky cold of the slutty vegan with your $300 million business, beautiful (laughs) husband and child. And I'm sharing this because Pinky's first business in New York failed, but she executed on the vision that God had for her life. And she did everything that I just said. She ensured that everything she learned, and it was a success, that New York business that failed because she took everything that she learned and dropped it here in Atlanta and started a franchising business that people could buy into. It was positive. It was good for the community. It was good for your health. And it was good for her bank account. Amen. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And you know, one of the things I want to ask with that is, what would you say to the individual that has a fear of getting started because they feel that um, their plan may fail? So I would refer them back to the definition of success. (laughs) The plan fails if you didn't learn anything, if you did not become stronger if you did not learn to lean on the lord and believe in the miracle that's when you failed Mm -hmm. and i would refer them also to the story of the talents it was the servant who buried his talents that got cussed out right (laughs) yes because you know we all you know god would not place a talent or ability within us and and allow it to fail that's why there's faith and that's why we have to be able to trust God and trust what he has put on the inside of us to be able to walk and carry those things out. And it, it sometimes it may not happen overnight. Like you said, she failed the first time. And so we can't let, um, and I wouldn't even say fail. I, I would say it did not work out for that season or it was just not um, the appropriate time. Uh, but what we have to do is have that perseverance and that knowing and that conviction in our spirit that this is what God has called us to do. This is what my life purpose is. This is what I know that I've been destined to do on this earth. And if we can get that in our mindset as well and, you know, continue to, you know, read the word and pray, but also begin to walk out in obedience because, you know, Lenita, a lot of times we have the prayer down, we have the worship down, but you have to have that walking it out down as well and just stepping out in faith and beginning to carry that out to see the vision come to pass. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love so, the way you said that. Yes, yes, yes. 
So it's just so important. And I share with people all the times and, you know, um, I believe in prophecy. I believe in the gift of prophecy. And a lot of times, you know, we get prophecies and people say, well, you know, it was prophesied that I would do this or, you know, it was spoken to me that this will happen. And, you know, and I know that's true, but it's not coming to pass. And then I always say, you know, prophecy is conditional. What have you done with what you have received? How have you gone back to pray for a plan in order to write that plan down from the Holy Spirit and then begin to carefully um, construct the plan and walk it out? Uh, so that that thing can be successful, because we can't just sit down and expect things to just to come to us, but we have to walk out in obedience. That's what Abraham did. And so we as well have to do that same thing. Don't you agree with that, Lenita? I absolutely agree with that. And when you said walking out in obedience, know that you are doing so because you're obedient with support. Mm-hmm. So at no point are you alone when you do that. God is going to bring the people and the resources in your life for you to take the next step. And it's not for you to know 10 steps ahead. In every point in my life, God has shown me over and over again, he is not going to move until I move. Mm -hmm. Because that is evidencing my trust in him. It's been true in relationships. It's been true in business. It's been true in my health in every way, shape, and form. And the more people I talk to, the more I, I see that that is the truth. It's not until we remove our paws from it and say, I really do need divine intervention that God can step in because he's not going to do it unless he's invited and asked. Mm -hmm. That is so true. That is so true. So listeners, I know this has just been a great conversation and I want to ask Lenita to pray if you would for the listeners today who might have felt that they've lost their fire, you know, and they're not sure how to regain it. Um, and they may um, even have a plan, but it has not succeeded as well as they desire for it to plan um, for it to succeed. Would you pray for those right now? Absolutely. If we could bow and pray. Yes, Lord. Lord, you have said, when there are two or more gathered in thy name, there shall yes, ye be. And so we are gathered here together more than two, Lord. And so we know you are right here. Yes, and so we know that you go forth, touching all four corners of the earth and every person here with peace, joy, and fulfillment. For the person who feels that life is not worth living, that it's not exciting anymore, let them remember the fire that you placed in them the moment you conceived of their name, before they were conceived in their belly of their mothers, before they were born, there was purpose. You mapped out their lives with the precision as a person would building these Formula One sports cars. You love every person under your dominion and everyone who hears this knows this to be the case. If they got up, then that means that there is a reason for their lives. If they stand up, they know that they are supported. If they go forward, they know that they are going to win this race. Lord, remind them of that every day, that they are so precious, that they are so loved, yes. that they are so 
wondrous that there is no one else made like them. Yes. Every hair on their head is precious. Every fingerprint singularly is precious. And so every dream that is consistent with their purpose is also precious and you shall bless it and remind them that in every endeavor, if the purpose is for them to grow closer to you, then they have won. And so Lord, we come now to the conclusion of this prayer together, but let it rest, rule and abide in every heart, mind and soul to be a renewing flame of energy as they go forth into the world, now, henceforth, and forevermore. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And amen. Amen, 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 amen. Again, listeners, I pray that what we have been talking about has truly blessed you on today. And Miss Lenita, it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Would you let the listeners know how they can get in contact with you? Absolutely. So the best way is to visit my website, which is my name, LenitaMitchellBlackwell.com. And from there, you can join my email list, check out a couple of blog posts, let's connect on social media, and let's have a good time together living life on fire. Yes, yes, yes. And listeners, we will also have her information in the notes so that you could get that as well. And until next time, may the Lord continue to bless you and may heaven shine upon you. Have a wonderfully blessed day. God bless. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.